Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. Guess what? It has been one year since the launch of the Thought Vault podcast. And in honor of this huge achievement, we are going to be doing a series titled The Best of the Thought Vault Podcast for the next several weeks, where we will be publishing our most popular episodes that really gave us a lot of feedback, that were great listens, and were the ones that were crowd favorites. So if you're new around here, this will be a great chance to catch up and be ready for all the new episodes coming soon. Finding joy is a concept I have marveled at for three important reasons. One is because I often ponder, can joy really be found? Two, because I love learning and researching personal development. And three, well, joy can sometimes be elusive to me. I've come to believe that for most people, joy can be found and more apparent if you choose to seek it. A main component that makes joy in our lives more elusive is most of us on a daily basis or even moment by moment aren't living in the present. That's what we're going to talk about today, how we can do that. Wanted to give you a quick reminder that if you are not in our private Facebook community called the Bold Insiders, you need to follow the link in the show notes or go to boldpearls.com forward slash insiders to join. This is a free community for all of us to join that is chock full of life coaching resources, additional resources, and a community of like-minded believers. If you are in search for a community, this club is for you and I would love for you to be a part of it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you are notified every time a new episode of the Thought Vault podcast goes live and make sure you're in the Bold Insiders group. We are either thinking about the past or contemplating the future, oblivious to what is happening in front of us. We can be so desensitized to our everyday lives, the routine and the habitual daily grind. Our present day just feels like a task to be completed instead of lived. Stripping the truth of what our lives have to offer in the here and now is what's so damaging. Before we realize, days turn into years and we are no further along with our goals or desires that Christ has placed on our hearts. And we suffer. We feel unaccomplished, unimportant, grappling by trying to figure out what we're doing with ourselves. What purpose are we serving? (laughs) Have any of y'all thought these things or is it just me? When we allow this to occur, our minds can get filled with these thoughts. It can provoke emotions like anger, sadness, boredom, guilt, and everything else in between. I found that being able to tap into a hyper awareness of what is happening in an exact present moment, void of past or future feelings, that's where my joy increases. This action of awareness is referred to as mindfulness in today's personal development world. It's such a hot topic because so much new science has been conducted on the brain and new discoveries are proving that our brains have the capabilities the Bible has always talked about. Our minds are renewed each day and we can be transformed by the knowledge of Christ. I've been a Christian almost my whole life, and still the control I have over my brain eludes me. I know that I don't have to be a victim to my anxiety, depression, and OCD, but it's a battle I've continually fought. I'm a deep thinker, and I'm highly emotionally intelligent, which basically means I feel big. (laughs) When you are a person that feels big, you at times are controlled by your feelings. I'll be honest. I mean... And feelings we know are fleeting, they come fast and furious, and they can leave just the same. And oftentimes, I leave the people closest to me standing in disbelief that I just exploded an emotion in that way. (laughs) 
Sorry, Adam. Learning that I have the power to think, focus, and change my brain physically is something that has been such a game changer for me. Learning to be mindful helps me have an absolute appreciation for what is occurring right now. During my research, I ran across an article that truly changed me. This article was about studies that have been done with people that are in hospice care. Their life expectancies are near the end, and when asked what they would have changed in their life if they could have changed anything, a repeated answer rose to the top over and over and over again. Most people stated they wished they would have been more happy and found more joy doing the normal things in life. This honestly makes me cry. Um, and made me cry when I read it because it made so much sense because the normal things in life is what we spend most of our time doing. So why shouldn't those moments be joyful and fulfilling? Every moment is a gift and it shouldn't take being close to death to realize that. Most people, including myself, have a hard time finding joy in their everyday lives and feel lost in the world that they've created for themselves. Sometimes it's related to a job, a relationship, an expectation, a limiting belief. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into this with a few steps to get you tracking the right way with your thoughts and your hearts. So step number one, first, make up your mind. You actually have so much control over whether you're going to feel positive or negative. Learning this took major practice for me. I don't inherently wake up in either positive or negative mood. I'm pretty much neutral when I wake up. So it takes an outside circumstance to either put me in a negative headspace or a positive one. You know, some people in your life wake up and they're just like joy seekers and they just wake up firing on all cylinders, happy to be alive, gung-ho for the day, and it takes something else to make them upset or hurt. Where for me, I just kind of wake up neutral. Until I learned what I'm going to share with y'all today, I truly let outside circumstances run whether I was having a good day or not. And that's not healthy. So in episode one of The Thought Vault, we touched on conscious and subconscious thinking. These two things are what drive who we are. Why? Because they work in response to our five senses and to our thoughts. Based on tons of research from Nobel Prize winning neuroscientists, top institutes like Harvard, and other experts in psychiatry and brain research have found it's undeniably clear that our thoughts control our entire existence from physical pain to degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's to cancer and beyond. According to the American Medical Association, 75% of illness, and some cite even more of a percentage, is related to our thought life from stress. Dr. Bruce Lipton has made great strides in understanding the effect of our thinking on our brain, and he has found that gene disorders like Huntington's disease, cystic fibrosis, beta thalassemia, are less than 2% of the population that 98% of diseases are related to lifestyle choices, how we think and what we choose to do, which activates certain genes to turn on. The American Cancer Society has indicated that from their research, only 5 to 10% of cancer is hereditary. Our choices make a difference. So our health is very much in our heads, and Christ has a lot to say about this fact in the Bible. He designed us as thinky beings. So thinking is what we must do. Our brain is constantly matching what it perceives to be happening through our five senses in our present, connecting it to our perceptions, which we have entrenched from past thoughts and our past experiences, expressing it through our feelings, 
Feelings turn into reactions and reactions are the output of our lives. In order to truly live from Christ who dwells within us and the values that we hold, what we love, what we care about, we must learn to conquer our thoughts. Think about when you may be really frustrated with your child at a birthday party, but you know it's not a place you can unleash the wrath of, I said so. I said no. That's why. So you choose your more sweet, composed, motherly voice. Stop that right now, honey. We don't need to disrupt that. When you calm your nerves and like express yourself composed, (laughs) you are able to literally not feel as angry. The situation is milder. Um, You're recognizing the circumstances that that you're in at that moment and you're adjusting your response. So you can control your waves of emotion. Don't tell me that you can't. And this kind of mentality can be applied to all situations. You can decide how do I want to respond and adjust yourself or how do I want to feel and your mind's going to feel different. It does what you tell it to do. It takes practice to not react inherently in your natural form, so to speak. So you have to work hard at shifting your perspective. It gets easier with practice and it's possible to truly make a difference in how you emotionally feel towards anything, which is the ultimate goal. As a believer in Christ, we are given life and freedom to live abundantly in him. We can live in joy by mandating our brains to feel that way. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. Proverbs 18, 21. Do not underestimate the power of your words and thoughts over your life. Finding joy is possible just by speaking it into existence through your faith in Christ. Step two, establish a rhythm. Establishing a rhythm is something that truly brings so much joy to your everyday. I know it sounds weird. You don't have to plan every detail or live by a precise schedule. If you're like me, that would make you completely neurotic if you didn't follow it to a T. But working into your days, standing activities will ensure that you are being more intentional with your life. And when you are more intentional, it creates margin to incorporate those life-giving elements that each of us, that are unique to each of us and that, you know, fill us up and push us to grow. So what does establishing a rhythm include? Start with your morning. Morning routines can be so helpful. In a survey by Hunch, 71% of bed makers say they are happy, while 62% of non-bed makers consider themselves unhappy. Isn't that interesting? It was just a blanket survey. Do you make your bed? Do you say you're happy? Do you not make your bed? Do you say you're happy? Non-bed makers, 62% say they're unhappy. Isn't that interesting? There have been studies that have shown that people who regularly make their bed in the morning are more productive throughout their day, which would make sense that they would be happier. I know when I've had a good day, when what I deem as good is when I've been very efficient and productive. They begin their day with a completed task. So it doesn't have to be making your bed, but establishing a healthy routine in the beginning of your day is mentally very, very helpful. There's nothing worse than feeling rushed, overwhelmed, trying to get out the door, get into work mode or mom mode or school mode. Think about your best days and how they started. Try to mimic those. Don't be focused so much on the precision, but what the feelings were that you felt. That's where to start to recognize what brings you joy and what starts your day off well. Daily exercise, get moving. Even if it's walking to lunch, walking around the room while you're on the phone or taking the stairs instead of the elevator, our bodies were made to move. You need to be moving every single day. Studies have shown that having mainly sedentary lives is 
in most cases more harmful to your body than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. There's no excuses, people. Exercise releases endorphins. They help receptors in your body work better and your hormones are more balanced because of these endorphins being released. Hormones control every single thing in your body, like even your blood pressure. So having well hormone balance is important and your emotional response is going to be much more stable when your hormones are more balanced. So get moving. There's no there's no excuse. And get good rest. Hello, sleep is time for your body to recharge and rehabilitate itself from the day. Gut health, immune systems, mental wellness, cardiovascular health are, have all been connected to sleep. Sleep is important. Be mindful of caring for yourself by managing when your day ends and begins. Have routines for both and ensure that you are doing your body the best to get it into our circadian rhythm. It promotes less depression. You can look up circadian rhythm and there's tons of tips and tricks to help your body get into a circadian rhythm. And one of the first adjustments a person can make to combating depression is getting sleep and getting this rhythm in full force within your routine. So check out circadian rhythm, get good sleep, be intentional about it. I used to be a night owl and would stay up till you know, absurd hours, but I really, honestly, once I started having kids, I just couldn't do it anymore. And wow, what a difference it makes mentally for me to have a good rhythm with this. And the other thing I'd say about routines is to plan out your must-dos. Write out your goals. Um, They say that 42%, you're 42% more likely to accomplish a goal if you write it down. That's pretty interesting. So make sure that you write your, your, must do's down and and include your want to's in there too. You don't want to just not plan for things. I mean, if you don't plan for things, you're not going anywhere. It's important that you put into practice incorporating the things that you love into your daily life, no matter how big or small. You know, if you like to read or if you like to, you know, some people like to sit outside on their front porch and get fresh air, like whatever it is, like these little big and small things are part of your daily life. So you need to work all of those into your day try to at least. You have skills and passions and dreams that are who you are and make those part of your normal routine. Fit those into your life. It makes your life a lot more life-giving and fulfilling. You know, insert joy that way to to into your life. Do the things that make you happy. Eat that special little lunch treat or like whatever it is. Do things that bring joy to your life. Okay, third, stay open to change. In order to have true joy, you have to be receptive to God's work in your life. You cannot be drilled into your own ambitions. You have to be perceptive to what God built you for, what he's showing you, and and being purposeful and intentional with hearing from him and him being a part of your life. Ultimate joy comes from Christ flowing through your life. The bottom line is you can't just work on a goal and hope that when that happens, you're going to be whole. Work on being whole now. And the only way to do that is to be focused on Christ working through you every single day. Be receptive to change. Be habitual in the habit of coming to Jesus first with your with your wants and your needs and your desires and your need for him and make his ways your ways. And the only way to do that is to be present in your day because you're only promised what you're giving right now, given right now. And you need to be aware that God can work in all kinds of ways. So don't be too pigeonholed on what you want out of life. 
It's about the here and now and every day, whether it's good or bad. We have to be able to see where God wants us to go. We can't only see what we think he wants. God has a calling for your life and his plans are the best plans. This is the point that I struggle with. I like to be in control. I like to manage what's happening in my life. And when I'm being pushed in another direction or hitting dead ends, that's when I know like I have to step back. I need to pray. I need to gain clarity and really understand what God wants me to do. God reveals to each of us what he wants us to know. So you need to work on being receptive to that. Trust that he knows what's best and allow yourself the freedom to feel joy now. I get caught up in the routine of like, oh, when I hit this goal, then my life will be like X, Y, Z. Who's to say that would ever happen? Or who's to say that's the best thing for me? Living for the future is not living at all. And living from the past takes you nowhere. Be devoted to meditative prayer. Rely on God's word in the Bible. Make time for this in your life. If we can all be in the habit of brushing our teeth every day, then we can establish any habit for our health. Be connected. Being connected with Christ is the root of joy and provides ultimate health to our lives. So don't say you don't have time to pray. Don't say you don't have time to read your Bible. If you can brush your teeth every day, you can do those things too. Fourth, no comparison. Oh, and I need to back up. I'm not saying that in judgment. I'm saying that to myself as well. Like, I can make time for that. There are no excuses. <laughs> okay, fourth, no comparison. It's easy to compare ourselves. It's easy to compare our marriages, our lifestyle, our home, our finances, our family against what other people have. And it is the complete thief of joy. When you strip down to what you truly value in your heart, those things are more than likely a part of your life already in some way. And if they're not, it's easy to recognize what is missing when there's no energy being spent thinking about what someone else has going on. Who I'm preaching to myself. Today, it is imperative to create the habit to remove things that do not serve us well. We have to protect our life, our beliefs, our hearts from being swayed from what is truly important. And it's super difficult to remain vigilant at practicing this when hours are spent mindlessly scrolling and consuming the thoughts and pics of what everyone else feels is, a, is important to share or to complain or to brag about. It makes an impression on our thoughts, consciously and subconsciously, which means the actions of our thoughts are played out from the thoughts we are feeding our minds. That was a lot of thoughts in there. (laughs) Here's the thing. Our thoughts dictate our life. So you are consciously and subconsciously consuming someone else's life instead of living your own when you are habitual about seeing what other people are doing and not being mindful of your everyday. If you feel you don't measure up, your brain will look for and prove that you don't measure up, only reinforcing this lie that you're believing and this cloud of inferiority that you may be living under. I recognized how easily I would become frustrated or resentful after spending time looking at everyone's perfectly curated posts. And it hit me the other day that I don't need that in my life. How other people live their lives literally has no bearing on how I live mine. Their lives do not take away from my life or add to it. I am joyful living the life that I have. I don't need all the things she has because that's not my story. It's hers. 
So do not compare. Do not be consumed with what others say is important or what others say is successful or meaningful. They are living their life. You are living yours. Stop following the person that triggers the feelings that are unsettling. Take a social media break altogether if you have to. Things that are distracting you from being focused on your life will not benefit you in the long run. It's hard to be mindful and present when all the extra space and time is spent consuming someone else's life instead of creating your own. Reality TV is so successful because it allows people to live vicariously through people that they may want to emulate or live similarly to. It makes us feel like we are experiencing their experiences, but y'all, we're not. (laughs) We're spending our time not experiencing anything, as a matter of fact, so I encourage myself and you to stop wasting your life watching someone else live theirs. Get to living your life. The resounding truth is that there is nothing more important or fulfilling than helping and loving others. Your circumstance, your job, your finances, the clothes you wear, the car you drive, the trips you take, the toys you have do not bring joy. Living life well does. Living life with the abundance of God's presence brings all that fun life-giving moment to reality in your life. And that is where joy lies. That is where joy resides. It's in knowing God more. It's in living life with him flowing through you. Don't worry about others in the sense of comparing your life to theirs. Serve others. Love others. And you will have an abundant life. So I think it's apt to wrap up this episode of Finding Joy with a love and kindness prayer. So I would love for you guys to... Turn down any ancillary noise you have in the background. Stop walking around cleaning your dishes or cleaning up. Or if you're driving, you're just going to have to stay focused on driving. But you can listen to this. I do prayers like this all the time in the car. Actually, I would say a lot of my prayer life is in the car. Because I don't know. I can just quiet my mind there. So get comfortable. Ideally, you know, sitting straight or lying on your back are good. Because you can really relax your entire body in those positions. So close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, bring your mind and body into a calm state, and try to really be present with where you're at right now. Focus on hearing the air condition in the background or listening to the birds chirping outside. Bring your mind and body into a calm state. Breathe deeply in and out. Think about relaxing your shoulders, your legs. Relax your hands and your jaw. Relax your body. Let go of any tension, any weird positions that are causing you to have pain. Work on releasing those tensions. Slowing your heart rate by taking deep breaths in and out. As you're breathing in and out and relaxing, think about someone that you love, that you Share an emotional connection with. 
It's easy to smile and to feel relaxed when we think about the love that we have for someone in our lives. It may be your spouse or your children, your parents or your friends. Notice how you feel as you start thinking about this person. Think about the warmness that it brings to your life. The calmness. The stability. And when we focus on serving others, it brings joy to our life. So as we're thinking about this person that we love, that gives us a smile on our face. That brings us joy. Pray for that person. Think about their happiness. Their smile. Picture it. Wish and pray for happiness for them. Say a prayer for them, praying for their circumstance they may be facing or simply praying for and thanking God for the love that you have for this person. It's a gift. It's a gift to feel love. It's a gift to love. Pray over that. In Galatians 5.22, God says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. God is love. God gives us love. And through that, we experience joy, unsurmounting joy. And as you're relaxed and thinking about this person, praying over this person, be present in those feelings. Feel the thankfulness and the gratitude. Breathe in and out deeply, staying focused on what God is giving you in this person. And as you think about that, let's pray. Lord, I know that you are the giver of love and joy. I pray for focus and intention for walking through my day today. You are mindful, Lord. You are purposeful in all of your ways. May I learn to be these things too. I pray for overwhelming joy 
and lightheartedness to navigate the circumstances of my life right now. To respond in your likeness to what is happening within and around me. Thank you, Lord, for your care and presence. And may my life bring glory to you. In your precious and holy name, I pray. Amen. Finding joy is not hard. Finding joy is about being present in your life. Being thankful and hopeful. God gave us this gift. God lives within us so that we may conquer all that we are facing. Joy is found in the good, but it is ever-present in the hard, too. Now, open your eyes and refocus on where you're at. Go forward in your day feeling lighthearted knowing that you don't have to be in control. God is in control. Give your focus to Him. Be aware of what your life is about. What's going on in your world. How can you serve others? How can you be a light to others? Joy isn't elusive. Joy is here. It's now. It's to be lived. Don't be complacent in your life. Don't think of each day just being a task to get done. Joy is all around us at all times. We just have to see it. Today is a good day. I hope that these steps helped you kind of frame out maybe areas that you haven't really thought about and where joy can be seen and felt and and lived. Using these little steps, they don't make joy appear. They just make you aware of the joy that's already there. And living in that mindful state of awareness that life is here. And we can make the most of it. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please like, leave a review, share this episode. I'm so excited about all the responses and comments and private messages I've received. And I hope that you guys have felt a different way about yourself, about your life, about the power of your thoughts and your brain and what God has given us to use. And that's my hope for this podcast. If you want to re-listen to today's uh, meditative prayer, all you got to do is go to boldpearls.com forward slash meditations. And you can get the link. And every time a new episode is released, the new exercise or prayer for that episode is uploaded to that link. And you can check them out at any time. 
Until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. Go live with bold intention. Bye, y'all.